Hi, everybody. It is BJ. Hmm, I sound rough. It is a little bit early in the morning. Um, and you are listening to the Soul Patterns podcast, or you are enjoying my YouTube video. Um, so today we are going to talk about spiritual boundaries, right? It's important that we talk about spiritual boundaries just because in the last video, we discussed building an ancestor altar and a deity altar. And, um, you know what, we'll just, we'll get into all of that in just a second. Um, I want to see if I have any updates, no real updates, honestly, just, I'm still not doing any tarot readings. I am going to start doing, um, tarot trainings in the near future, probably within the next couple of weeks. Um, I am planning on starting a TikTok. So I'll probably be doing some TikTok videos, like teaching how to read tarot and stuff like that. So as soon as I do that, though, I'll let y'all know. Okay. All right. So um, let's get into the training. So, okay. Share your screen, Brittany. All right, spiritual boundaries. So if you are watching the YouTube, then you can see my screen. If you are listening to the podcast, then just follow along. Okay, so in the last episode, we discussed spiritual altars. So it is important we now talk about spiritual boundaries because once you start showing interest in communicating with your ancestors, more spirits will come. And I'm not saying this in a way to like scare you or make you feel like, oh my God, like this is scary. A demon going to get me, the devil going to like, just chill out. Okay. Um, a lot of these spirits feed off of fear. So if you are scared and nervous, then you'll start attracting spirits that are going to feed off of that. So I just need everybody to stay calm. Okay, everything is fine. I'm going to talk to you guys about why it's important for you to know the difference and how you can tell the difference between when you are dealing with people you should be dealing with versus people that you shouldn't be dealing with. So this information is going to apply to one spirit workers, mainly spirit workers, people that intentionally talk to spirits, whether it is because you are I don't know, because you enjoy talking to spirits. I think I talked to, no, we didn't talk about this inside of the last episode, but we're going to get into this in this episode. But there are some people that just enjoy talking to spirits. Um, but there are some people that are actually spirit workers. There there are paid psychics, tarot readers, um, diviners, things like that. So this information will apply to you, people who astral project. <clears throat> so this is really important for people who astral project because when you are operating in the astral plane, that is like the happy medium plane where, um, you know, alive spirits and dead spirits can kind of interact with each other. So those of you that do astral project, it is important for you to hear this information as well. And also anybody that is new inside of the spiritual space, um, we have no idea what direction you're going to go in. Four or five years ago, when I first picked up a deck of tarot cards, I had no idea um, the journey I was going to go on. I didn't realize eventually I was going to be able to communicate with spirits. And eventually I was going to be able to be, you know, a psychic or whatever. Um, 
And I say that in past tense because I don't work as a psychic anymore. Now, when I, um, whenever I do do tarot readings for people, like I said, I don't do it now. Sorry, my baby's crying. Um, I don't do them now, but when I was doing tarot readings, I would always tell people I'm not a psychic. Don't ask me to talk to your dead grandmother, grandfather, uncle, friend, whoever. Just don't ask me to do it. Um, so yeah, anybody new in the spiritual space? Because we have no idea what you're going to end up doing later. Okay. So what does it look like when spirits are contacting me? What does that look like? So spirits can contact you in a number of different ways. One way is through sight. So you may um, see a flash in the corner of your eye. You may, um, your vision actually may completely go out. That's happened to me before. Um, You may see a shadow figure, things like that. Or even when um, you see them in your dreams, which you can see in the corner here too, you can see spirits in your dreams. That's where you see a a lot of people say that they've had their first interaction with, um, you know, spirits that have passed on is through their dreams, especially after um, somebody has freshly passed away because you obviously are very, you're mourning and you really, really want to talk to them and you have you're just telling yourself, oh my God, I wish I could have just said this last thing, or I wish I could have just seen them one more time. And you're thinking about them and you're almost setting that intention to communicate with them um, because you are mourning and because you miss them and they are freshly inside of the spirit world. And of course they're trying to get used to it. Um, But at the same time, they still have that ability to come back in and see you and see their family members and people that they care about. So, um, you know, a lot of times when, that was a plane, a lot of times when, you know, people freshly pass on, they will visit their family members. So there's another way you can see and feel spirits. Um, You can hear them. There are like people that say that they've heard spirits say things to them. Um, Even if it doesn't feel like, it's something that has come from just like a random voice, but maybe when you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something to you that just sounds a little bit weird, or you're watching TV and they said something that just catches your eye, like sometimes spirits will communicate with you through other mediums. Um, That's the word I was looking for too earlier if there's people that are psychics and there's people that are mediums I'm I wasn't I was trying to say that I personally do not act as a medium um, which mediums are people that use their self as a communication tool to communicate with dead spirits so sorry I didn't mean psychic I meant medium um so yeah, you can hear spirits. Um, you can feel spirits. Sometimes you can just feel when the energy changes in the room. Maybe even the temperature drops a little bit inside of the room. Maybe you actually physically feel somebody. Um, and then your thoughts. A lot of times you just have like random thoughts that come up inside of your head and it feels like that thought did not belong to you. Then, um, yes, spirits can try to communicate to you um, claircognizantly. And, um, that's where a lot of people, 
talk about their inner knowing because they feel like they receive messages through, they receive messages, they receive divine wisdom just through random thoughts that come up. Um, that also can happen when you are meditating. There are a lot of people that um, take the thoughts that they receive while they're meditating as divine wisdom and that can come from any place, right? So those are some of the ways that you can be communicated and contacted to um, by spirits. And um, of course, it's not limited to just this, like everybody's experiences are different. Only you know what it feels like to be like contacted when you've been contacted. Um, your experience isn't going to be the same as anybody else's, especially not mine. So there, is, there isn't one standard way that people um, communicate to spirits. So follow your own inner knowing, right? You're, you, this says you car, you are capable. Everyone is capable. That's one thing that um, I think the, the spiritual world and the spiritual industry has been really good about communicating to people is that none of us have like some special gift. Like all humans have this ability to communicate with spirits. It's just some people are a little bit more tapped in and a little bit more aware of um you know, that sixth sense than other people are. And that's okay. Like, that's just your level of being grounded. Like, I feel like it's like almost a, uh, a spectrum, right? There's some people that are like super grounded on earth. Like they are absolutely invested inside of their human experience. And then there's some people that are like way on the other side who want to be a spirit. So they like literally um, spend all of their time wanting to communicate with spirits so <laughs> this picture is funny so what's most important is that <clears throat> when you open up the line of communication other sp spirits can pick up on that so that's what this picture is this is almost like another spirit saying like hey I see you can talk to spirits like what's up let's open let's why don't you talk to me and um that's why it's important for you to know that if you are starting your ancestor communication journey or you're starting your deity altar or whatever journey you're starting, you just have to understand that um, when you try to reach out to one of these spirits, there's going to be other spirits that are going to pop up and are going to want to join the party as well. And, um, you know, it's just important for you to know what, what they want and understand what's going on. So remember, we discussed our attention and our intention is our currency. So this is the privilege of humans. We have intention and we have attention. Um, it is a energy that um, spirits can feed off of and spirits want that. They want that energy. Like we discussed in the last video, it makes them stronger. It makes them more powerful. So of course, if spirits see you paying attention and setting up an altar for a particular deity or a particular spirit they're going to be like like dang like i want that too especially if they are in close proximity to you in some way um so know the difference between the people that you should be talking to and the people that you shouldn't be talking to so your spirit family are invested in your evolution so they are your spirit parents they are your ancestors and maybe and i say this 
cautiously, maybe even deities that you intentionally want to work with for a particular reason. Um, those are the people that are invested in your evolution. They want you to do better. The reason they want you to do better is because as you continue to do better, then you're going to give them better offerings. You're going to pay closer attention to them. You're going to build better altars for them maybe even tell your friends about how you are a daughter of Oshun or a daughter of Oya, and then you pass the word in the gospel around to other people, and then their popularity grows. Like Those are the things that are important to your spirit family. Um, it is a give and take. When it comes to random spirits, they just want your attention. It's just like them being like homeless people on the side of the road that are asking for your money. Um, they are not invested inside of your evolution. They just want to take from you. So if you are a random spirit, what are some things you would do? Um, these, these are basically some of the signs that you'll see if you are dealing with some random spirits. One, they're going to give you cryptic and confusing messages. They're going to be messages that don't make any freaking sense because they're trying to confuse you and they just want your attention. A lot of us feel like we are special because somebody is reaching out to us and a spirit is reaching out to us and it's like, wow, I can see them and I can feel them. And like, especially when you're new in the journey, like you just get really excited and hyped up about that. So then when you're getting contacted by these random spirits, it's not a big deal to you because you're just so excited that you're being communicated to and that you're starting to feel these things that you've never felt before. You, you entertain it. Um, it's almost like, like a girl that just got attention for the first time and she's actually dealing with a jerk, but it doesn't matter to her because she, she's never gotten romantic and sexual attention before. So she's going to continue to entertain it. It's the same exact thing. So these random spirits, they're just going to give you cryptic and confusing messages just to kind of like drag it along. Um, because they really don't have anything to say to you. They don't have any messages to give you. So, so they're just trying to get your attention. They're going to distract you during times where you need to focus. So um, I'm going to give you guys an example for me. There was, I was at, I was talking to my boss. I was in my boss's office. And this was when I first started to get my medium abilities. Um, I really was starting to pick up on, um, people's dead um, relatives. And um, my, I was, again, I was sitting in my boss's office and we were having a conversation and I was like trying to tell her about something that was going on. I think it was like a project I was working on or something that I had fixed um, the day before or something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I'm talking to her and it was just Oh, something was just flying over her head and it was like clear as day to me like I could just see it swirling and in corners and it was doing the absolute most and at the time this was during a time again I was very early in my medium abilities so this was during a time where I felt like every single time I was being communicated to by someone I had to tell that person like I just felt it in my bones and I, for a while I was doing it but I was in my boss's office like I wasn't about to be like hey I have a dead relative that is really trying to like is trying really hard to communicate to you right now 
And do you mind if we, you know, stop this really important conversation so we can figure out what your dead relative wants? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Like my boss is going to be like, do we need to talk to HR? Like, are you okay? I wasn't going to do that. And it was getting really, really frustrating for me because I couldn't concentrate. And um, again, this is because one, this spirit was not worried about what I had going on. They didn't care about my evolution. All they cared about was the fact that I was a medium and there was somebody that they wanted to talk to, which was my boss. So they they just completely distracted me. And that happened to me multiple times that week. Like I had a, a coworker who's, um, oh God, who had just passed away. I think his uncle or his friend had just passed away literally I'm having a conversation with him and my all my whole vision went black and I just started seeing lightning flashes and then my vision came back and I was just like you know what this is getting out of freaking hand and um so again they're going to distract you during times where you need to be paying attention and you need to be doing things um especially like in your dreams I hear a lot of people talk about these spirits and entities that are coming to them while they're sleeping, but they have no idea what these people want. Like, I mean, I'm in a spiritual group and they talk about them all the time. And every single time they bring them up, I'm always like, well, what do they want? And they're like, I don't know what they want. And I'm like, ask, (laughs) like, ask them, what do you want? If they can't give you an answer, tell them to let you go to sleep. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? If you feel like you have the power to be communicating to these entities and these um, spirits while you're asleep, then you need to consciously be asking them, what do you want? Because you are distracting me from getting a night's rest. Um, So understand that they're going to come to you in times that it's convenient for them, not for you. Um, And then the last thing, they're going to ask you to do things for them. So Your spiritual team may ask you to do things for them. I have not experienced that myself. Most of the time, my spirit team is okay with me giving them my offerings. So after I give them my offerings, I give them the intention that I want and they handle it for me. They don't come back and be like, hey, yo, I need this. I need this. I need this. Like, I haven't experienced that before. I'm sure some people have. But understand that random spirits, they're going to come to you and be like, hey, I need you to reach out to this person. I need you to go to this person and tell them this. That is what these random ass spirits are going to be doing because they realize that you have the ability to communicate with them and they have probably tried to communicate to whoever this person is that you know. They've probably already tried to reach out to them and they can't. So they're like, okay. The closest person in proximity that is a medium is this person's friend, friend's friend's friend, friend's cousin. It doesn't matter. Whoever is in closest proximity, they're going to reach out to you and be like, hey, I know you don't know this person, but can you tell them that their dead great, great grandfather really wants them to build an altar for them? Like, that is what these random ass spirits are going to do. Okay. And I used to feel compelled to do these things for these spirits, but understand that it doesn't go away. Unless you're planning on being a paid medium at some point, 
and you're like, you know what, this is the gift that I have. And this is what I want to do with my life. Like I'm going to intentionally become a medium. That's fine. The problem is you can't deliver messages to people who aren't ready for those messages. It doesn't matter if their dead relatives or their spirits are like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I found a medium. Can you reach out to this person? It doesn't matter because as soon as you go up to that person and they're not ready for that, that message, they're going to look at you like you're a fucking psycho. They're going to look at you like you're crazy and be like, can you get out of my face, please? Thank you. Not all humans are ready to communicate to spirits and not all humans are interested in having a spiritual journey. They're not because a lot of them have a lot of work to do, a lot of generational curses inside of their family and a lot of negative karma and they don't want to have to deal with it. It's like cleaning their room. So if you are interested in being a medium, the best advice I could give you is only communicate to humans who pay you. You should not be doing any of this stuff for free. Like we talked about before, there has to be some sort of mutual benefit that's coming from it. You shouldn't just be like, hey, y'all, I'm a medium because it, it takes energy from you. It literally takes your spiritual and energetic currency in order for you to make these things happen. So even if you're like, look, I want to be a medium. I want to talk to spirits. Like this is something that I want to do. Then you need to set it up as a business. You need to set it up as, look, I'm willing to be a medium for people and let other people know, like, I have this ability, but only do it for humans that are ready for that come to you and are like, look, I want to talk to so-and-so and then, okay, then you can try to contact them or people that are paying you. Those are the only times that you should be trying to communicate to these spirits. So, um, especially spirits that are asking you to do things for them. Like there has to be some type of mutual benefit there. And a lot of times spirits that you don't know can't do a whole lot for you. That's why they need their humans to pay you. But your spirit team knows exactly what needs to be done in order to open up doors for you. So those are the only people that you should be doing anything for. Okay, so spirits, deities, and ancestors who are not a part of your spirit team will not have messages for you, and they will not have guidance for you. Therefore, there is no mutual benefit. I said this before. They're always they're not going to have any straightforward message message that's going to say, "Look, like you need to start paying attention to this. You need to start doing this a little bit better." People, the people that are part of your spirit team, their messages are going to be very straightforward. Okay, the people that are not a part of your spirit team, they're going to be giving you confusing and cryptic and stupid messages because they don't know what's going on in your life and they're not invested in your evolution. So be careful of working with any and all deities. So, I mean, I personally am not a fan of you do of people doing work with deities that they do not, that are not their spiritual parents and the only reason the only reason why I say that is because a lot of times when you start an altar for a deity they still have that anticipation for you to continue to give them offerings and if you're like look this is just a temporary thing I just need help with something um 
they may continue to try to communicate with you. And me personally, I have very strong spiritual boundaries. I don't like to be communicated to by any, anybody at any point. I'm just not, I'm not interested in it. I'm, I'm still, even though I'm a spiritual person, I'm very, I'm very invested in my human experience. So um, I'm not a fan of just communicating willy nilly, unless it's a part of my spiritual team, but there are spiritual advisors and spiritual people that do say that that do encourage you to work with multiple deities listen they're not going to get jealous they're not going to get mad like if you put up an an altar for them one day and then take it down like they're not going to get mad about it like deities do not have egos so it's not going to be a big deal but to me it's about having that open line of communication I don't like to have a whole bunch of open lines like it's like for example having a bunch of like open text message conversations in your phone like me I talk to maybe three people and that's just because I don't want my phone ringing off of the hook you know what I mean it's just it's kind of like that some people are cool with it all right and then um be careful of talking to random people when you astral project. So like we talked about before, if you want to astral project, then be my guest. If you want a lucid dream, do whatever you want. But um, just be a little bit intentional about who you're talking to and um, you know who you're coming across just because you don't know you just don't know who you're dealing with. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but not. So I'm going to put it straight like this. Some people get these abilities very easily. And some people kind of like just jump right in it because they're interested in it, but they don't have the mental capacity to do a lot of the things that they want to do. So you have to understand that no spirit can harm you unless you give them the power to. And you give them the power to through your fear. When you are not afraid of these spirits, when you are, when you truly believe that you have power over them, and when you truly believe that they don't have any power to harm you, then they won't be able to a lot everything is it's all a mental game our thoughts and our intention is probably the strongest power that we have inside of our life it is the strongest power it's the strongest sense that you have it just doesn't feel as strong for a lot of people just because it's not tangible and that's something that you can physically feel so um you just have to understand that your mental thoughts and your your opinions and your feelings about things especially like your emotions about things those are the things that are going to give anything power not just spirits so if you're astral projecting and you see a spirit and a spirit looks big and bad or whatever and you start to have fear then that spirit automatically has power over you. But if you already have the mental and spiritual maturity to understand like, look, you're not, you can't harm me. You can't hurt me. Then it's not going to matter who you come across when you are inside of the astral plane or when you're dreaming or just even when you're walking around in the day to day, like you're not going to be worried about being cursed or worried about, like you're not going to be worried about those types of things because you 
you understand that you are the master of your spiritual energy. You are the master of your life. So you know that things can't hurt you, but not everybody understands that fully. So that's why I tell you guys to just be careful of these things, because unless you have that spiritual maturity, then you, it's possible for you to be taken advantage of for, by a lot of these spirits and it can start to bleed over into your human existence. And then you can start walking around feeling like you're cursed and being nervous and being afraid to leave your house and being scared to even turn the lights on. You know what I mean? And that's what drives a lot of people to go into the mental hospital because they are scared to death of things that can't even harm them. So that's the only reason why I'm telling you guys just to be careful of these things. If you are somebody that is spiritually mature and you understand the power of thought and the power of intention, then you don't have anything to be worried about. So um, <laughs> when you are encountered with random energy or spirits, ask them what they want. Seriously, just be like, what do you want? What do you want? Okay. Um, this is, in my opinion, this is so important um, because not everybody wants to be a medium. You know what I mean? And I guess is, I guess I just reiterate this just because I personally, this is my personal experience. I don't want to be a medium. I did it for like six months and I hated it. I I could not stand it. I hated being a medium. I don't even, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say that. I don't even like talking to my dead relatives because I do. I do like talking to them. I do like seeing them, things like that. But it's just, it's once you start talking to these spirits, you realize how, how energetically exhausting it is. It's so exhausting, especially like, for example, if you, if you're a tarot reading, you totally understand what I'm talking about. Like when you do a reading, especially if you do a reading, that's like an hour long, when you're done, you're tired. It feels like you literally just worked out. So like, Once you start to build a strong spiritual boundary with these spirits, then it just becomes automatic. And then eventually they're not going to be communicating to you as much anymore. So it doesn't mean that you don't still have the power to communicate with spirits. It's just spirits know not to, to fuck with you. Basically, they know not to mess with you. They're like, look, don't talk to that girl because she's don't even waste your time with her because she's not going to do what we ask you, what we ask her to do. And then they're going to move on. So like, for example, me, like in the beginning of my journey, I used to be encountered with all types of random spirits, deities, spirits, all types of energetic entities. Now I don't get any of that anymore. And that's just because I personally have strong spiritual boundaries and I'm happy about that. I don't want to be encountered by random deities. I already know who my spiritual team is. It's Basset, it's Oya, and it's Tahuti, aka Thoth. Like those are my spiritual team. I have my ancestors that I work with. I already know who they are. So I don't have to, there's, I don't, there's no reason for me to talk to anybody else. We have a very, we have a very, um, we have a system in place already that we honestly don't even really have to they don't have to communicate to me the same way that they used to anymore like we we already have our system in place I give them their offerings I give them the work that they need to do and that's it like they don't I don't have there's nothing else you know what I mean and once you get to that point then 
things just become so much easier and then you become a, a lo- whole lot harder to impress. And um, then when random spirits and energies come to you, you're like, what? What do you want? Like, what's up? I already have my spiritual team, so I really don't need to be talking to you and I'm not a medium and I'm not going to deliver messages for you. So what what's going on here? Why are you here? Why are you in my dream? Why are you in my head? Why are you coming to me in the middle of the day? Like, what is it? You know what I mean? So that's why it's really important for you to have spiritual boundaries. Um, Because once you get to that level of maturity, stuff, everything becomes so much easier. So why is this all important? One, opening up to yourself to too many spirits becomes exhausting over time, which I told you about. Like it becomes very spiritually exhausting and physically exhausting and mentally exhausting and it can it could impact your human experience um the second thing is you're human talking to spirits all the time is not normal it's not natural you're not supposed to talk to spirits all the time if you were supposed to be talking to spirits all the time then you would just be a spirit okay you might as well be dead it's not normal to be sitting here talking to spirits all the time look at people that talk to spirits all the time and see how many friends they have and how and what type of human experience they have. Most of the people that open themselves up to just be talking to any old entity and spirit or whatever literally are not doing anything inside of their human experience because they are so invested and so obsessed with talking to spirits and deities, just any and everybody that they can't even progress inside of their human experience. That's why you see a lot of spiritual people they don't do anything. They talk about all the things that they want to do and they talk about all the things that they want to manifest for their life, but they don't do it. They don't take take the power inside of their own hands to make it happen. And it was because they're too obsessed with the spiritual world. And you have to understand that it's give and take. Like it's not a hundred percent. We'll talk about that in another episode about manifestation and where people go wrong in manifestation. I'm sure you guys have heard about it before, but I'll talk to you guys in a little bit more detail. But when you're human, you have to understand that you still have lessons that need to be learned in the spiritual, in the human realm, in the 3D dimension. There's things that you need to do. There's things that you have to accomplish. There's roadblocks that need to be removed. There's karma that needs to be cleared. There's generational curses that need to be fixed. You have work to do. You know what I mean? You have human work to do, not spiritual work to do. Yes, you can use your spiritual team to help you out and to clear things for you and to help boost things for you, but they can't do everything for you. And that's where a lot of people get messed up because they're like, oh my God, I have the ability to communicate to a spirit so I can get them to do everything that I want them to do. And then I don't have to do anything. And that's not true you still have to have power as a, use your power as a human to get things done for yourself. So um, this is important that I talk to you guys about building these spiritual boundaries so that you can still have a human experience. And then the last piece is it can cause you to lose control. Like I said, you can have spirits asking you to do this and to do that and go talk to this person and go over here and feed them this. You, you'll, you'll end up becoming their slave. If you just are doing whatever they ask you to do and you can start losing control and you start to lose sense of what is reality and what isn't. And I don't mean reality. You start to lose sense of what is actually going on inside of the 3D world versus what's going on in the spiritual realm. 
and you start to lose your humanly your human factor, the thing, the power, the groundedness that you have. There's a lot of times that I lose myself and I'm like, I am so ungrounded right now. I don't even know who I am. I look in the mirror and I don't look, I don't even look familiar. And that's because I need to ground myself. I'm too caught up inside of that, that I need to ground myself here. And there's some people that don't recognize that. And then they start to lose themselves and again, end up in mental hospitals. So I don't want that to happen to anybody, at least not anybody that's following me. I'm going to tell y'all to don't talk. If they're not a part of your spirit team, don't talk to them. All right. So the purpose of communicating with your spirit team is to do one of three things. These are the only reason why you need to be talking to any spirits, period, unless you're a medium. You're trying to evolve to your greatest self and you want them to help you evolve your human self to your greatest self. Okay. This is not your spiritual self. You are evolving your human self and it is your spiritual self is a part of it, right? Like you are a whole person, including your spiritual self, but you're trying to evolve yourself into your greatest self. And that includes your human experience and your human body and the things that are going on in the third dimension. So that's one reason why you're talking to your spirit team. The second thing is you're trying to break generational curses. Your ancestors want to help you because they want to reincarnate. They want to reincarnate into a better life. So when you're breaking generational curses, you are allowing your future ancestors to do better than what you're doing and the ancestors you've had done you've had in the past so you're trying to help your your lineage improve so that's another reason why you're communicating with your spiritual team and that's why it's important to communicate with your ancestors along with deities your spiritual parents because your ancestors are really going to be helping you. They really want to help you. They really have an investment inside of your spiritual and your human evolution. And then the last part is to balance your holy trinity, your spiritual energy, your physical energy, and your mental energy. When you are communicating with your spiritual team, they're going to help you become a whole person. They're going to help you balance all of the energies that make you your greatest self. And that includes your physical self and your mental um, your mental health. So understand that when you're on a spiritual journey, it's not just about, you know, becoming the master of your mind and being able to manifest and things like that. Like that's not the only thing that's important inside of your spiritual journey. What's also important is being able to be the healthiest version of yourself. And that also men means mentally being able to deal with tough situations and physically being as healthy as possible so you can live as long as possible so that you can accomplish all types of great things inside of your life. Um, you're not going to, your spiritual journey is not, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a way that I can tie this to your physical health because it wasn't until this year that I realized how much your physical health is tied into your mental in your spiritual health. When you are mentally healthy, then when you are spiritually healthy, you're going to become physically healthy over time because you have to understand when you're working out, all of that adrenaline and those endorphins and things, they help your mind work. When I started to work out and I started to eat less carbs and less takeout and bad food, my memory got better. 
my sleep got better. When your sleep is better, your meditation is better. You receive messages clearer. So your physical health is absolutely directly tied to your mental and your spiritual health. So understand that all of it is a part of this journey. So that is also why you're going to be communicating with your spiritual team. And I'm just going to remind you guys, and I'm going to tell you this all the time, there's no free lunches. So your offerings should always come with conditions, always come with conditions. I mean, yes, maybe it's just, it's Monday and you cooked a big meal and you're like, look, I'm going to put it on your, on my altar. Totally fine. It's okay. But just understand that you don't have to just keep putting things on your offer on your altar without giving them a job to do. It is totally fine to give them an offer and then give them a job. And I'm going to talk to you guys about programming your altar and giving them things to do and stuff like that in a later video. So, and lastly, it's okay to protect yourself from becoming a spiritual dumping ground. There are, um, again, just like with everything that I talk about on here, there's going to be people that don't agree with what I have to say. And that's totally fine. There are some people that are like, there's, there's some people in the spiritual industry that are just like, you have the gift, you have the gift to communicate and you need to use your gift. And if you don't use your gift, you're going to lose it. And it's, it's not true. It's not true. Listen, if I wanted to be a medium tomorrow, I could. I absolutely could. If I wanted to be a medium next Tuesday or next year, I a thousand percent could tap into that ability to do it. I haven't lost it just because I'm not using it. I have not lost that ability. It's about protecting yourself and being intentional about what you want your life to look like. If you don't want to be a medium, then you have no business talking to spirits all day long especially random spirits that are not a part of your spiritual team. It is totally okay for you to protect yourself. It's That's fine. You're not going to lose the ability. God is not going to smite you because you have a gift that you're not using. That's why it's important for everyone to understand that you're not special. Everyone has the ability to communicate with spirits. Everyone. They just aren't tapping into it. So don't feel like you have this gift. Just understand that you have a spiritual knowing that is stronger than other people. So this isn't something that you were just born with. Like, yes, there are some people that were better and had greater awareness of the spiritual realm when they were younger. I'm sure a lot of people, especially a lot of spirit workers now, have recollection of when they were younger and when they were kids and a spirit tried to communicate to them or they saw an orb or they heard something or whatever, or they saw something. Because when you're kids, you're more open to things like that. Your imagination is greater. So you're, uh, you don't have such, you don't have like your egoic thing that's like keeping you from being able to open up that line of communication. That's why it's easier for kids to talk to spirits. So um, I just say all that to say that everyone has the gift. So don't feel like you're doing something wrong by not using it. Because if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. I guess I'm just giving you guys permission to say, you know what, even though I've had this gift, I don't really want to use it. I'm not interested that this just doesn't feel like a part of my 
human experience and something that I really want to deal with right now, then you don't have to. It's okay. You can protect yourself from becoming a spiritual dumping ground. That's fine. Um, especially if these entities aren't giving you anything important to do or any important information. If they're not helping you in any manner, then what is the point of you talking to them? All right, so let's take some action. So the first thing you're going to do is set the intention to only communicate with spirits who are a part of your spirit team. Remember, your intention is the most powerful tool that you have. It's more powerful than you picking up the phone and calling somebody. If you set the intention for you to only communicate with the spirits that are part of your spirit team, then those are the only people that are going to communicate with you. You just mentally have to see it in your mind. Give your spirit team a job every time you give them an offering. Again, I'm going to talk about this in a later video, probably in my next one. I'm going to talk to you guys about giving your spirit team um, jobs and intentions. And if you feel like you're not protected enough, research um, protection work. I may do an episode on this in the future. I used to do a lot of protection work. Um, now, a lot of my protection work is just done inside of my just house cleaning routine. And um, I mean, honestly, I don't really get, I don't deal with a lot of negative entities anymore just because I'm, my spiritual and mental health is so much better than it used to be that it just, I don't, I don't deal with those problems anymore. So I haven't really had to do a whole lot of protection work, but I can talk to you guys about some of the things that I used to do. Honestly, I probably haven't done any protection rituals in maybe like a year or two years or something like that. But um, again, not everybody is at the same place that I am in my spiritual journey. So um, I may do a video later on about protection work. All right, my resources, Instagram, BJ the blogger, Twitter, BJ the blogger, Facebook is also BJ the blogger, and I have my podcast. I am, I'm pretty sure I deactivated my website. I used to have a website, BJ the blogger, but I'm not going to use my website anymore because the only purpose I had for my website was for my bookings. So I'm not going to have my website anymore. So if you need to contact me, if you need to contact me, <laughs> contact me via DMs in either my Instagram, my Twitter, or my Facebook page. Um, and again, I'm going to be starting a TikTok soon. So be on the lookout for that. All right. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.